Nostalgia, a podcast where we share our journeys, our struggles, our wins, and our dreams. I'm your host, Yesenia. Thanks so much for listening. Um, so today is a little bit different. Today's show um, won't be like the last few episodes. Typically, we have a guest come in every other week, and they come in, they share their stories, and inspire us. But today, we're going to do something a little bit different. As I've discussed in the past, we are currently in recruitment season at work um, right now, and that means I'm traveling a lot, which means things are a little bit more hectic than usual. So on today's episode, you, the listeners and our followers, provided some topics, and um, we're going to be discussing these topics. We also got um, some questions as well, and so we'll be covering those later on. Also, Amph is back. He'll be joining us later on to discuss these topics, and so you'll hear some of our personal stories in regards to these topics. So let's jump into it. Let's go into our first segment. So what's good? So during the segment, I just share what's going good, what's going not so good, and my goals for the next few weeks. Um, And so what's going good is that it is now officially fall, which means the weather is changing a bit. Uh, This past weekend, we got a little bit of gloomy, uh, rainy weather, which was a nice little change of pace. Um, This also means that my birthday is coming up and, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so watch out. It's Libra season, but Scorpio is coming up right after that. Um, so that's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice to just just to be able to put on a hoodie, put on some sweats, and just like watch a good movie, drink some Mexican hot chocolate. I am looking forward to Halloween movies. I don't really care for Halloween to dress up. I just don't. I'm not into it anymore. But I'm into all the other stuff. Um, I'm actually considering getting my Disney pass again because I just want to feel like it's fall. Sometimes in California, it's really hot until like literally Halloween or November. So I'm just like, you know what? I I need some fall vibes. And I think going to Disneyland and and seeing all the decorations and all the vibes there might get me that. Um, I'm also excited about Thanksgiving because that's my favorite holiday. I mean, Christmas is amazing too, but Thanksgiving is my shit. Um, Other good news is that my dad had his hernia hernia surgery and he is on the road to recovery everything went well everything is gravy and thank you all for your positive uh, vibrations thank you for your prayers thank you for your good thoughts thank you for everything um that meant a lot to me because just whenever anybody that you love is going under is just really scary so i just wanted to be there for him and i think me feeling the support from everybody made it so that I just felt good being there for him and everything's great and he cannot wait to get back to doing his thing like he loves to go you know jog and play golf he's a very athletic person so he's hating it right now shout out to my dad though um other good thing we went to DC last weekend. It was amazing. We got to see all the historical monuments. We got to walk by the White House, even though we didn't really see it because it was like closed off. But that was really fun. It's always just fun to explore a new place with your partner. 
and to bond over it. Um, I had to kind of check myself there and had to just kind of let go of the stress and just be in the moment. And so we enjoyed ourselves. We made the best of it. We were on the scooters the whole time. We're just about that life now. Like when you're when you're in a, in a major city and you're on a time on a time crunch and you still want to get to see the whole city, that's what you got to do. Is you get on the scooters, you get to see everything a little bit faster, and then you get to your destination and you do your thing. So. Um, this coming week, I'm going to be going to Chicago for work. So that's going to be fun. I was there last year. Um, and so, I mean, I don't have to like explore it the way that I did last year, kind of just there for work. Um, I'm going to be getting there and leaving right like two days after. Um, but it should be fun. Me and my coworker are going to, um, have a good time and she's going to get away from her kids and, you know, get some mommy like alone time and I'm going to get, um, just to have some girl time. So that's going to be fun. Another good thing, um, we celebrated Isla's birthday, which is Anthony's niece, and we got to spend time with family, so that's always fun, just being able to see each other and show love and just spend some time, um, make new memories. Um, Other good thing is that I've seen my therapist for about three times now, and I'm pretty sure we've identified what it is that I really want to work on, and so you'll be hearing about it, but I'm just going to keep it at that for now. Um, I'm also still trying to meditate as much as I can. I haven't been doing it every day, but I'm still trying. And I actually did it the other day and it really kind of like eased my tense and like my stresses and it just made me feel a lot better. And so, you know, when you're not feeling good, check yourself, just breathe, relax, close your eyes, go outside, take a walk, look at the sky. It's, it's helpful. So let's go into the not so good stuff. Um, still same thing. Haven't worked out, but I have came up with the goal. I've come up with the goal to help with, with that. So we'll talk about it in a little bit, but still haven't worked out. Yeah, here we are still having moments of anxiety and just feeling really tense and just, I just need to practice the uh, meditation at that moment. And it's something, sometimes it's something so small and so little, and it's just, we allow it to take over and our bodies start to tense up and just got to be more present, more mindful of what's going on. Also, still having trouble sleeping. I had a lot of trouble sleeping in D.C. because I wasn't home. So when I'm not home, it's especially hard. And sometimes when I'm home, it's still hard. So that was hard. Actually, getting no sleep in D.C. put me in a position where I was starting to get really sick. But girl, I went to Nature Well, got myself a little immunity shot, got myself some a, a juice with a bunch of veggies and stuff girl i'm straight i'm good um another bad thing i haven't been able to get out to the ie to visit friends and family just been so busy and tra- and you know traveling for work now that i haven't had that opportunity but hopefully we'll go out there soon and definitely want to see my dad because he's recovering so i want to be there for him uh let's go into our goals my goals for the next two weeks um continue to try to meditate you know, just try to make it a practice, try to find some time. They say it's, it's a better idea to find it the same time every single day so that you like make it a routine. I still don't know what time that I'm going to be doing it. I, I just do it every diff, like different times. Maybe right when I get home from work, I should do it so that once I get into to cooking, then I'm like chill. I also find that cooking is therapeutic. So maybe like meditating before that will make me have a more enjoyable time while I'm cooking. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I should figure that out. Um, another uh, goal is look into making some merch. Do you guys want some growth nostalgia merch? <laughs> I want to make some tote bags or maybe some shirts. I don't know. I'm going to actually look into what I would like to make and how much it'll cost and come up with a plan and see if um, 
we can get that out there so we can get some girl nostalgia marriage that'd be cool maybe in time for the holidays <laughs> um since i haven't been able to incorporate working out my schedule and since now i'm traveling it's making it a lot harder to just have a like a regular schedule and have a routine what my goal is um is to at least walk every single day if I'm at work, walk at lunch 15 to 30 minutes. If that's all I can do at this moment, then you know what? I should at least do that. That's not hard. Also being outside, you know, like, like I said, being outside, looking at the sky, looking at nature and admiring it actually clears my mind and makes me feel at ease and, and eases the stress. So I think that the combination of walking and just like being outside that's going to be helpful. Making healthier choices when I eat. I kind of made a few healthy choices choices when I was in DC, so that was good. But I mean, I'm human. I'm still trying to figure it out. But baby steps. You got to be first, be mindful, and then start. You know, start to commit. Yeah, I got to hold myself accountable. Another goal is just to check myself when I'm being unkind to myself and to others. Sometimes, I mean, we talked about this in the past. Like sometimes you just say things like, "Oh, I'm so dumb," or like, "Oh, you're you're a dumbass," or "You're an idiot," or like, "I know I." And that's how I am. And it's a struggle. And even at that level, you got to like change the way that you're speaking about yourself and others and also not be so hard on yourself in certain situations. And and the same thing for others, especially your loved ones. The people that are the closest to you are the ones that bear the brunt of that. So be nice. Spread love. Energy is reciprocated. So anyway, those are my goals. That's what's going good. That's what's going bad. Um, but let's go into segment number two and let's talk with Alf. Damn. Damn. So joining us now for segment two is Amph. Thanks for being here, Amph. Thank you. <laughs> he a little shy in the beginning. But um, so last week I reached out to you guys and I asked, hey, what are topics you guys want to talk about? And one of my listeners uh, listed the topic of fear. And so we're definitely going to be talking about fear. It's a thing that I actually wanted to talk about. And then the other topics that we brought up are relationships, both friendships and partners. And so we're going to discuss both in this segment. But first, let's talk about fears. And um, I think it's important to talk about fears because there's comfort in knowing that other people uh, are afraid of the same things that we're afraid of. And, um, you know, they have similar fears. We're not alone. And just like this whole podcast is about talking about different experiences and letting people know that, hey, you're not alone. You're not the only one experiencing something like that. So, um, Alf, what, um, what is one of your fears or what is something that happened to you and, and a fear that came with it? I think one of the biggest fears I had is like when I really got hurt. Yeah, I got really broke off. I was like... 19 mm -hmm. yeah I, no yeah 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 i think i was like 18 or 19 mm -hmm. um yeah we were at the skate park and uh all the homies were just really bored and we were like hey this one kid that lives in rancho is like out of town so we all just like went and cruised over to his house and like jumped his fence and he had like a little skate park in his backyard and like someone has been there before so they knew how to turn on all the lights and stuff so like we were skating, and um, I was just trying this trick on this ledge, and I just fell, and I just was, like, laying on the ground, and I was just, like, super lazy. I didn't want to get up. But by the time I started getting up off the ground, one of my friends that was skating mm -hmm. fell. Mm -hmm. And when he fell, his board, like, shot out of the ramp, and it just connected straight with my face. Mm -hmm. So it hit me, like, really hard. Um, 
obviously hurt, but it was just like really numb. And I just kind of knew something. Adrenaline kicked in? Yeah, I kind of knew something was wrong just because obviously like if you break a bone. Where did it hit you? Like directly straight, like straight to my face, like maybe like a centimeter, like from my right eye, like from like my forehead all the way down to my jaw. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like your eye bone where like. Um, yeah, it just missed my eye by like a hair. That's crazy. I didn't hit, it did not hit my eye. It just hit like the right side of it mm-hmm. on my face. So I obviously knew something was wrong. I was covering my face and I had like about 12 friends that were there with me and they all just like hovered over me. And when I took my hands away from my face and they could see what happened, they all like jumped back. Mm-mm. Yeah. One of my really close friends, Nolan, um, he lives in New York now, but he was there and I think he was like. 13 mm-hmm. and he started crying <laughs> and that's when you know shit was real because he was so scared of like what i look like it just freaked him out and everybody was like super scared no one could even dial 911 like to come get help because everyone was like too shook so i was the one that had to call 911 i was like bro like let me see your phone so i called 911 i was like hey i'm like at this address i just got hurt i don't know how bad it is but i just know like i need to go to the hospital i haven't obviously didn't check what i look like i didn't have a mirror like a selfie at the time but yeah the um the ambulance came and the fire department came and they just put me on a stretcher and they threw me in the ambulance and we were on the way from rancho all the way to colton Mm -hmm. to like arrowhead hospital i think that's because i had my insurance through them and yeah i'm just like laying in the the ambulance and like the medics were like putting hooking IVs into me and just like just doing what they needed to do and I always heard like when I don't know like from movies and like TV shows like oh like if you ever get hit in the temple like you're gonna die or like you know yeah and it was just throbbing like on the top of my head and like that was the first thing I was like isn't your temple right there like what do I look like like what is really going on because like they were like really like like everyone was scared for me yeah so, you felt everybody's energy. Yeah, so I just asked, like, the paramedics that were in the ambulance. There was, like, two dudes in there. And while they were, like, doing what they needed to do with me, I was just like, hey, like, am I going to live? And they're like, we're not sure yet. And I was like, I'm dying. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to die. Like, this is it. Like, I'm going to die because I got hit with a skateboard. And I was just That's like, so scary. Yeah, so we're on our way there. And, like, Rancho to Colton's, like, 25, 30-minute drive. So that whole time, I'm, like, thinking about this little girl that I liked. <laughs> I'm just like, I'll never see her again. I'm going to die right now. <laughs> so it was funny. I got to the hospital, and they're like, you're not going to die. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but, yeah, it was That's a, so scary. It was a scary time. That was a huge fear. Like, not knowing what was going to happen. Like, when something major happens to you, just knowing that the first few hours you're in it, like you're going to have a long recovery. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't going to, you're not going to just wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, like I'm going to be good. Like, okay. like they're talking to like, <laughs> you need to stay here. Like you have to come back. Like you're going to have to do surgery. Like it's going to be like, you're going to have a long, like a long road ahead. Mm-hmm. So for my friends that were there, like I mentioned earlier, there was 12 of my friends there when I did get hurt. Um, they were all at the hospital. Mm-hmm. They like did a caravan and followed the ambulance and everything. So when I was kind of like set up in my like hospital bed, they started coming in by like threes or fours. They were allowing everyone to come in to see me. And I remember one of my best friend, well, my best friend, Sarah, she obviously wasn't skating there with us, but mm-hmm. I think Daniel or somebody called Sarah and they're like, Hey, <laughs> like Amph got hurt. And 
the first person to come see me was Sarah. Mm-hmm. So she came in and to see her and Daniel. I was like, I just started crying. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, like, to see my friends, like, come and, like, just show that support. Like, like I got hit in the face. Oh, okay. And obviously what happened to me was I broke both of my eye bones. I broke, like, my jaw and, like, my entire cheek. So that's what happened to me with the skateboard hitting me. Kind of like, if you want to say, like, you had Play-Doh. Mm-hmm. And you could put your finger in Play-Doh and it just smushes inside. That's what my face looked like. So I had, like, reconstructive surgery <laughs> on my face. I have a a metal plate in my jaw, like, to make my jaw and, like, my cheek okay. I have, like, okay. a big metal plate. Yeah. So that was, like, hard. But to see my friends, like, obviously I didn't cry because of the pain. Mm-hmm. Like, it hurt. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Breaking your face doesn't feel good. But, like, I started crying when I saw my friends. I was, like, mo- emotional. I was, like, oh, my God. Like, my friends are here, you know. Just to have, like, that support means a lot because that would suck to go through something like that alone. To be so scared and not have somebody to support you in that moment. Yeah, so that was a big fear of mine. Like, obviously, those people telling me, like, they, I don't think they can't tell you, like, yeah, you're going to be straight. And, like, something happens to you. I don't know. They got to tell you, like, the worst. Yeah. But you're 18 years old and you're in an ambulance and, like, you never really got hurt that bad. And you're just like, whoa, this is serious, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I'm on a stretcher. Like, the fire department's here. Like, Mm -hmm. my friends look terrified because they're looking at my face and I don't know what I look like. So that was a huge fear of mine. But definitely, like, having your friends and family around, like, made it better. Like, it sucked, you know? I remember even after getting out of surgery and just being at home, I didn't want to see what I look like. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't show me a picture. My mom had to like tape, like every mirror in my house. So like when I would go to the restroom, like I didn't want to have to see my face because I just knew it was bad. Mm -hmm. So that was like a fear I had to get over. Like, I remember like there was a towel that like covered the shower um, mirror and like, I finally had to come and like move move the towel and like look in the mirror like to get over the fear to be like bro like yeah you probably look like shit but like you're not gonna be like this forever yeah so that was cool it took me a while to like get over that you know it's just something that like it sucks getting hurt like it just like it's a big fear health is just scary yeah not being healthy and not knowing what's gonna happen is scary yeah so after like the reconstructive surgery on my face and like going through recovery and everything like I look normal now but that was like a huge like one of my top fears was like that was real that moment that moment was like a big fear of mine oh that story's crazy man I'm glad I didn't know you back then though just being scared for you that sucks Mm -hmm. um what are my fears I mean kind of same with I feel like health and like those types of things are just like super scary and something that I think most people fear Um, For me, when I was about 16, I felt a lump in my breast and um, I was like, what the hell? Like, that's weird. And then I ended up going and getting it checked out. And um, what came back was that I had like five lumps in both all together in both my breasts. And um, when I was 17, I was a junior in high school. um, I think I, no, actually, I think I was 16 when it happened, when my surgery happened. Yeah, I think I was still 16. So that year when I was 16, because I was a junior when I was 16, 
I ended up having to be scheduled for surgery and just I remember being so scared like I fucking hate doctors Mm -hmm. I hate needles I hate all that stuff I try to avoid it I'm just terrified of that stuff like it just it's uncomfortable I know a lot of people relate but I don't know my fear for that is just huge and um I had to have surgery and you know, they went in there. They just wanted to make sure that, it, you know, I was okay because breast cancer runs in my family. My grandma mm-hmm. is a survivor. And so they just wanted to make sure I was good. And they ended up going in there, taking out seven um, mm-hmm. lumps. And um, it was non-cancerous. Everything was fine. They're just, um, I think they're like something called fibroabdenoma. Some abdenoma, something like that. And it's just like your hormones, everybody's different. Like my hormones just make these lumps and that's what it is. And I still have them to this day. And so about two years ago Mm. or a year and a half ago, I don't know. It was like not last April, the April before, but basically, um, I was going to get checked every six months and they, you know, cause I still have these lumps and then they finally were like, you know, everything looks pretty good, but we're going to have to get, um, you know, a sample. So we're going to have to do a core needle biopsy. Um, so I was like, huh? So basically what that is, is like they get a giant needle. They, they numb you, but they get a giant needle and they put it to mm-hmm. the lump and they, they, they take a few samples. So they get that needle, it goes into the lump, it grabs a piece of it and then it extracts it. And then they need a few of those samples and they want to test them to make sure that you're good. And so when they told me that that they had to do this, I was like freaking out. I remember like I cried. I think I called you and I was like upset. I cried. I, I called my mom. I was upset. I was so upset that I went to Little Caesars and Little Caesars and I almost <laughs> ate a whole pizza. Oh my yeah. I you don't remember that? Must be nice. But um yeah, I was just so upset. I just wanted to avoid it and like I remember they gave me different dates that I could schedule it and I scheduled it to the furthest one out. I was like, Yeah, yeah, in April because I think it was March. Yeah, yeah, in April. It. I was trying to prolong it. And then I remember the day was gonna be coming and I just kept praying about it and I just was kinda searching things online and hearing like oh, I feel like research could scare you more. No, hundred percent. No, you're right. <laughs> I would read mixed things. I'd read like, oh, it was like not a big deal. Everything was great. Like I didn't feel much. And then I'd read the other side of like, it was terrible. Like it was the most painful thing ever. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And there's even videos, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to watch a video. If I watch a video, like I'm done. Like I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. So I remember like just freaking out. And I remember like talking to you about it, talking about it with Mm. my mom and my mom and my brother like took the train out. You took the day off of work. And then, um, I remember going and I remember when I was trying to get out, trying to get out of the car and I didn't want to get out. Remember? I was like, I don't want to go. You guys were like, come on. I was like, no, I'm not going to go. And they were like pushing me and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so we got there. My mom's like, can I go in with her? And they're like, nah. And I just felt like a little girl. Well, that, yeah, because you're on the other side, but now it was quick. So anyway, finally, like I go in right when I go in, like they make me change. And like I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, I'm scared. And he's like, it's going to be fine. Like, you know, they know what they're doing. You got to do what you got to do. This is just preventative. You know, it's fine. And I'm like, all right, like, OK. Start listening to Jay-Z because I'm like, Jay-Z going to put me up, like mm. make me feel like a bouse. And then um, I go in there and I'm like, the, the doctor's like explaining everything to me. And he's like, you're going to hear a loud noise because the extraction of the needle, it's like, it's like loud. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm so nervous. No, No, I didn't have headphones. No, I don't think I have. 
And then, um, yeah, I was like, can you, like, put a lot of the local anesthetic on it? Like, put a lot? Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel anything. I was, like, so scared. And then I remember that the first, he did the first one, and I remember I didn't really feel much. And I was like, oh, God is so good. Like, oh, my God. Like, thank you, God, for being there for me. And then, like, they did, like, the other few samples. And I was like, oh, my God. I was just, like, pumped. And when I was done, like, I, I came out and I wanted to, like, jump. I was like, oh, my God, my life is so good. Like, you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, a day after, they called me and they were like, hey, everything came out came out great like there's nothing no cancer cells nothing bad in there like you're Mm. good to go but man that was like a shitty ass situation and anything like that like just when it comes to health is just so scary because Mm. you just like you don't have control you don't have control exactly you don't have control and it's like that just the procedures are scary and then beyond that it's like like you said like you had to recover Mm -hmm. And then it's like, what if, I don't know, it's just like, what if I have to go through more things like this or even scarier things like this? I don't want to be living in fear of my health. And like when something happens to you, it's not only you that's suffering, but it's your family that's suffering. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they love you and they want to make sure that you're healthy and you're okay. Yeah. Um, But then I think that's why like this whole thing with my dad's surgery was like a big deal to me because now that I've been through these things and I'm older and I get to like really think about them, I'm just like, dude, like going through anything medically like fucking sucks it just it's Mm -hmm. not fun and so feeling that love and support like how you were talking about how your friends were there loving and supporting you and Mm -hmm. you like for my my experience like my parents being there for me my brother was there you're there like you know it's just that support makes you feel like a million times better like it's just like it feels good like and that's why you can't and that's why I really wanted to be there for my dad's surgery. And I went and, you know, after I'm just like trying to pump him up, like, look at that. Look at that champion over there. You know, he's ready to go golf. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, it's just that mm-hmm. love and support is important. But, you know, I mean, all of us are just afraid of a lot of other things. Yeah, definitely. What's something else that you've been through that was a little bit scary? Something else that I went through that was like really scary that brought a lot of fear to me is when I was in high school. I just started at Los Soso, so I was a freshman, and um, my dad had the day off. It was like a Monday, and he just had the day off, and he just asked me in the morning, like, you don't have to go to school today. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Um, all right, cool, but, like, I want to. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you heard my episode before, (laughs) I wasn't, like, the best student, so my dad would tell me, like, oh, like, you don't have to go to school. I'm like, okay, cool, I'll go skate or something. But I just recently started dating this girl. <laughs> so I was like, I want to go to school so I could, like, hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, like, a little kid, you know? So I was like, no, like, I want to go to school. Like, I want to see my girlfriend. So he was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, like, it's cool. And then he's like, all right. So he drove me to school and dropped me off. And it was a normal day. I was at school. My mom picked me up after school from um, my best friend's house. And we drove to Costco. I had, I think I was shooting some film photos. I got some film developed. And then we went home and my dad's car wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, well, your dad had the day off. Like, where's his car? I was like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. So we walked in the door and there was a, like, like your home, like the home phones. They would, mm-hmm. like, flash, like if there was a voicemail. Mm-hmm. And there was a voicemail. And I just remember my mom went straight to the phone and she pressed play. And it was my dad's friend. And he's like, hey, Christy, I don't want to freak you out, but something bad happened and Ralph is in the hospital and we don't know if he's going to be okay. And it was like on the speaker. 
So my mom is like just like scrambling to like try to get the phone to call him, and like I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Like right when I heard that, I was like, my dad's dead or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So I ran out of the door, and I just ran outside, and I just like fell on my knees, and I was just like praying to God, like, can you please, like, please, like, give me some news, like, my dad's okay, you know? So that was scary. We went to the hospital. Um, He was in ICU for a few days, so we still didn't know what was going to happen with him, but he was just, like, in a major car accident. After he dropped me off from school, he decided to go hang out with his friend, and they went to try to go somewhere, and the car flipped on the freeway and there was a sunroof and my dad flew out of the sunroof because he wasn't wearing a Mm seatbelt so he was in bad like same thing recovery was like a long time and when he did get out of icu and was able to see us in a few days after the accident he didn't know who we were Mm -hmm. so he had to like regain his memory and i remember like jarell would come over to my house and my dad didn't know him it's like, bro, like, so this weird. is drama. Yeah, so it was scary. Like, that was a big fear. Like, really close to losing, like, a parent yeah. was really scary. Um, but, yeah, I think we all have fears of, like, you know, just being, a, like, being without a parent or losing somebody or just, like, death in general. Yeah, death is a big fear, you know. Like, that's probably the biggest fear for most people, just losing people that they really love, that they're that they go to for support and for love and just to you know just someone that has been there through a lot so that's scary yeah thanks for sharing that that's heavy man i'm over here like holding back tears sucks yeah it was crazy but i feel like other fears are just easy ones like heights dude i'm afraid of heights flying like you know traveling (laughs) yeah that's i don't like it but i think the more that you do it the more that you become less afraid of it but I think when you really think about flying and the concept of it and being in the sky, is like, it's scary. It's like, that is so crazy to think about a, pl- a, pl- a giant plane in the sky. Ugh. I don't yeah. like it. I think for me, a big fear is uh, like settling for less than what I deserve. Like mm. just settling in life in terms of like, like work and relationships and like anything is just like. Never turning it all the way up. Yeah. Just like, you know, thinking like, oh, this is this is the best that I could do. Like nah, like yeah. I, I think a lot of I think I let it, I see that a lot in like people around me, like family and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like I don't want to be like that. Yeah, being alone is scary. Like mm-hmm. losing people, maybe like like I know that's a fear of mine. Is like, man, what if like sometimes you know I push people away to a point where they're not gonna want to be around me anymore. Like I've done, you know, I've said some really mean things or I've hurt people to the point where like I, they don't want to be around me anymore. And that's more so for like close people so like maybe like for my relationships like with you and with my family it's just like that's scary like I don't want to be alone I don't want to push people away like that Mm. sucks you know I feel like being alone too could be different when you don't really want to spend the time to know yourself and love yourself so you're always constantly dating people Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're just like I don't want to be alone like but when you cross that bridge and you're by yourself and you get to know yourself and you love yourself then you're content like you're fine but that's a fear to even like have that but people are afraid to to face their issues yeah that's why they don't want to be alone that's so that's a fear right is facing your own crap and, and realizing like hey being alone. i don't i'm not tight right now but i need to work on being tight so that i can be cool with being by myself because if i'm by myself for a little while like i should be okay yeah i feel like people are like constantly in relationships 
not because maybe they really, really do like that person. It's just so they're not alone. Yeah. Until the next one it's comes. And just do yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, at this moment, I want to share a few responses that I got from Instagram from um, some of our listeners. Um, some of their fears. Um, one of our listeners, um, her fear is that her daughter will grow up and feel like she can't come to her for anything. So I totally see that. Like, I think, I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like, yeah, you want your kids to confide in you and be able to be honest with you and have tough conversations with you. So, I mean, heck yeah, I think that's a, that's a fear for every parent. Yeah, it would suck for them to try to confine something from somebody else that's not you, mm-hmm. you know? try to like get the wrong information or the wrong advice from I feel like if your kids don't trust you enough to come for you for come to you for certain things then they can potentially go through some really hard stuff and you'll never know and that means you Mm. can't help them yeah and that sucks that's a big fear yeah somebody else said um not doing enough in life we have our own expectations and so we want to do enough in our life to feel content and good about ourselves and sometimes we might feel like hey like I don't know I'm, I'm doing this but I don't know is that enough and question mm-hmm. ourselves I think that's a fear that a lot of people have yeah that's a good fear though because I feel like that type of fear could push you to do better to continue to mm-hmm. yeah I like think it's a positive it can be a healthy fear mm-hmm. there could be a healthy balance yeah Someone else said not living in the present enough and regretting it later. Oh, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I felt like I did that like for like years when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, because you're so concerned about what's next, what's next. And you're like just worried about stuff that you can't be in that moment and enjoy that moment. I find myself having that, having that happen to me all the time. I think that happened to me in D.C. where... I was just about to say that. I felt like I was like almost on the verge of that. Yeah. I think... There could be two things with that. You could be chasing something mm-hmm. that could be a type of vice mm-hmm. where you miss like what's going on around you because mm-hmm. you're so focused on like, I want to be here at this time or I want to figure out like what's going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be like, you're just on your phone. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when I travel, I try not to be on my phone mm-hmm. because like I could look at Instagram anywhere in the world, but like I could look up and see these streets or like be on this block that I've never been on. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not, might not come back to, like, I'd rather look at that than, like, a homie's Instagram post. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, but it's Living so, in the moment. Exactly. With the, being on our phones and, like, being on Instagram or whatever it is, I feel like it's more like a habit. I don't feel like it's, like, like, half the time when I look on my phone, it's not because, like, I really want to look at my phone. I'm just like, it's a habit. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is what I do when I'm bored. Because mm-hmm. we are always trying to be stimulated. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else said dying without saying goodbye to my kids. That shit's heavy. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, even just, yeah, Uh, that sucks. I don't know what to (laughs) say about that. Like, that just sucks. Yeah. Um, Eleanor said failure. That's a good one. I mean. Failure could be a fear, but obviously we're all going to fail. Yeah. So it's just bound to happen. I think there's certain things that you're really afraid afraid to fail in. Um. I think with I think in terms of like career and like those types of things, I'm not too afraid of failure because I feel like failure is just a lesson. And I feel like every time I failed, I've just learned a lot and and it's actually made me better for whatever is to come. But I think in life, it's scary. Like, I think it's like when people have a divorce, like they feel like a failure, like Mm -hmm. that's like a big different type of failure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think every successful person has sat in the chair of failure. Yeah. 
you know. Okay. That's it. All right. Who are you? Like Steve Jobs over here? Um, and the last person said, wasting my talents. Dang, that's a good one. Imagine going all your life and having these talents and not ever, like, showing jumping, them. Jumping on it. That sucks. Yeah. That's a... That's a. That's also, like, what Cassie said of not doing enough. Yeah. Like, you don't want... You have a fear of wasting your talents. If that's your fear, you're probably not going to, though. Yeah. You're, like, really living up to your potential, I feel. Like, when you have those type of fears, like what Cassie said and them saying wasting their talents i feel like you're just gonna strive for like to do the best i think there's some fears that are like bad fears where it's like you know they're keeping you from shining and being like 100 percent like the best version of you but then there's other fears that actually give you that balance of like it's a healthy fear it's like Mm -hmm. like i never want to be that person exactly so now we're going to transition and talk about another topic that came up and so we're going to be talking about relationships and so the first type of relationships we're going to talk about are friendships and Friendships are something that keep coming up for both me and Anthony as we grow and um, we transition into different phases in our life. I mean, we've gone through living living in the IE, kind of figuring that out, then moving to LA, pursuing our passions and um, just adulting, I feel. So if you didn't know, we're pretty much late 20s, early 30s. I feel like your friendships change and evolve as you change and evolve because you have different interests, you you know, you're going to be different and so you're going to want to be around people that are interested in the same types of things that you're interested on. You're on the same wave. And so um, you know, there might have been friends that you think you're going to be, you know, close friends forever and it's never going to change, but then you have new chapters in your life and different things that you're experiencing that you guys both don't you know, identify with one another in that way. Um, an easy way to talk about this is like when you have friends that have children young and you're like, I'm not there. So it's hard. It's like you can still connect, but it's harder because they're part of their life or big chunk of their life is now being a parent and you just don't connect on that level. So it's really easy to see how people can grow apart and, um, change. So Anthony and I were discussing this last night in our pre-production meeting. Um, And so let's talk about how age plays a role in the way that your friendships change. Um, In high school, what were you like with your friends? Yeah, I feel like in high school, you're just so close with your friends. Mm -hmm. You're just, just constantly being around each other. And I think it's just like you hang out before school Mm -hmm. and then you're at school Mm -hmm. and then after school, you guys hang out. Yeah. And, you, and then on the weekends, you hang out. See, my experience wasn't like that. I was like only with my friends during school and after school for practice. But then on the weekends, it was family. Yeah. Growing up like in high school, it's like your friends, especially being involved in skateboarding, you're constantly skating with your friends. There's like no days off. And it's just it's a funny. It's like MySpace top eight. Like, oh, you're not your in my... Your friends are everything. Like, you're not in... I'm not in your top eight. Or like, you're like just, heard about it. Yeah. And then you have to like customize it and make it like a top 20. It's just like because you don't want to let anybody down. You want to like let anybody get upset because they're not in your top eight, and then you don't want to put it in a particular order because if it's a number one, then oh, I'm your number one, or they're your number one. What the hell? Yeah, it's just funny. I just feel like growing up in high school, you just relationships are so much more on like a bigger scale that that's like it's, it's a so, big deal. You feel like it's so important. Yeah, I feel like early twenties are kind of similar. I feel like you're still kind of figuring it out, and like your friends hold such a big weight, like. 
everything is still such a big deal. I mean, not as big of a deal, but still, I think, pretty much a big deal. Like, you're still getting upset. You're still very much involved in each other's lives. Like, I remember, like, talking about each other's boyfriends and being like, what the fuck? And, like, getting pissed off at each other. Just remember them holding stuff against me, not because they didn't care about me, about me but because they wanted better for me but everything was like they had to say it I feel like now if I see something like if I see somebody who has a boyfriend and like they're not treating (laughs) them well I'm not gonna tell them that like unless they ask me personally like hey like what do you think about my relationship it it's none of my business like to Mm -hmm. go into the relationship and say like hey I think that your man is whack and this is why like Mm -hmm. when you're that in that age like it's just you get a lot of unsolicited advice. Like, it's just because you're so in each other's shit all the time and you're just so ingrained in that. It's like, it's everything is such a big deal and, like, there's such a big part of your life and it's crazy. I feel like as you get older, though, I don't feel like it's as crazy. What do you think, were, like, your mid-20s were like in terms of friendships? I feel like it was just more mellow. Like, you're not, as in, like, in high school, like I said, you're just, like, it's, like, everything... You know, it's like your friends are everything. Like, it's just like that and this. And you think you just really, like, hold it high. But I feel like in, like, my early 20s, mid-20s, it was just, like, chill. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're so busy, like, trying to find yourself and trying to just be single and have fun that, like, you probably won't even notice that you haven't talked to somebody in a long time. Other than, like, when you were younger and, like, you didn't, like, hit them on AIM or anything. Like, you're like, oh, like, we're not talking, you know. It's like everyone's just so focused and, like, so doing their own thing that I feel like the friendships don't take the back burner, but it's just like you have your close homies around. I feel like that's, that's late twenties to me. Like to me, early twenties to mid twenties is like, everything's still such a big deal and everyone's still involved in shit. When you, when I think when I got to like mid twenties, that's when I was like, maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, when I got to mid-20s, I felt like now I'm more busy. I got more things going on. I'm in this relationship, and I'm more focused on my stuff. And, like, if I have the opportunity to kick it with you, like, I'm down. But, like, I have X, Y, and Z going on. And, like, these are my priorities now. Yeah, definitely. Like, getting older, like, I feel like you take your friendships more, like, you're more responsible about your friendships. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, when you're young, like, it's, it like, you could still have the same friendships that you had back then that you have now, but, like, how you feel about it now being older is way different. Yeah, because you have bigger fish to fry. hmm Yeah. And just your time. Time is, like, the only thing we have. Yeah, like, we're all older. We all work at 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. So, like, on the weekends, like, if you are going to hang out with your friends, I feel like you're going to be, like, selective of, like... I feel like this person that I'm hitting up, like, is hitting me up back the same. Like, they give reciprocating like, energy. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, those are the people that you want to make time for. Like, who wants to hang out it, to force someone to hang out? I think the other part of that is like the having like a similar vibe, like being on the same tip where like your energy matches. Like, you're with somebody who's, like, feeding your soul. Like, you're with somebody who's, like, giving you... Like, you're giving them positive energy, and they're also reciprocating that. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, dang, that's easier than to be around somebody who's, like, not giving you positive energy. And you're just, like, dude, like, this is tough. Like, yo, I was just at work this week, and I'm stressed out. Like, I don't want to kick it with you and be stressed out about your situation. Like, let me kick it with you and, like, be hyped. Yeah. Because all of us got problems. Like if you like, if you're married or you're dating or something and you're, like, you get a step away from your, 
from way from your significant other, you obviously want to hang out with someone that's going to like, you know, like everything's good. We Gucci, like we're chilling, like let's go get some drinks. Like you want to go play pool, like you want to go see a show, like it's like it's supposed to be stress free, you yeah. know, like you don't want to go like hang out with a friend that just like has so much bad energy and so much negativity that like you're like, bro, like really like I'm going to hang out with you on my day off. But like yeah. they're still your homie. But it's just sometimes people are going through different things. I mean, I know you had a friend back back in the day that was depressed and like he was not fun to be around, mm-hmm. you know, like it is what it is. Like now he's a joy to be around. I love being around him. But it is what it is. People are going through different things. Nothing wrong with that. But I think the point is, is as we get older, you become more selective about who you're going to exactly. stay around and be around because energy and your so your time is all you have. And also the energy that you're getting from that situation, you want it to be positive because mm-hmm. on top of like, you don't want to like have a hard week. And then on top of that, kick it with somebody who's bringing you down. Like, yo, and you just go back to work, go on, back Monday. To work on Monday. You, you're not refreshed. Like you're not feeling good. You're just like, dude, like you need a I, recharge. I, I need a, I need a vacation now because I just had a shitty weekend and a hard week at work and now I'm back at work. Like, nah, you know, I think it's important that, I mean, this is besides friendships, but I think it's important just in general to like when you what you bring to the table for it to be positive because all of us have issues and problems. But at the end of the day, like the more energy we put into our the negativity and the, the bad parts of our life, the more that's gonna, that's going to shine through. So let's just like do our best to look at the glass half full instead of half half empty and just focus on the good. Right. And friendships and everything. Mm-hmm. One thing that I'm kind of learning is that like. It's okay for friendships to change, you know, and evolve. It's okay for friendships to end. It's okay for all of that stuff to change. I think that sometimes we put pressure on ourselves and maybe think like, oh, this is a forever thing. And like, yeah, you can definitely be friends forever, but I think relationships still change. Like you can be really, really close to somebody like 10 years ago and now like, not be as close to them but like still kick it with them and see them once in a while and be like cool the thing that becomes hard and the reason why i think that people um maybe don't have the same relationships is because a they're not experiencing the same type of things anymore like okay i can probably say like you were in high school and you were like kicking it with all these skater kids and you were close to all these kids now like is skateboarding as, as big of a part of your life as it was back then yeah no so it's like you're not like it's not like you're having you have all these skater friends. It's not like that's the common denominator in your mm-hmm. friendship. Now it's like, you know, you work in the clothing industry and you live in L.A. So all of those things are factors. And when you have people that are on the same wave in terms of what you're going through, you'll find other friends. Exactly. You're just going to find people that doesn't mean you don't match. have love for somebody forever. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying mm. like that's just how it evolves. And I think, I don't know, I think it's fine for our relationships to change. And I feel like. It's okay for you to have friends that before you guys were really, really close, but then later, like, you're still cool. You're just don't, you don't have that, that super closeness anymore. Like, I think it's fine. I think that's just a part of life. I think that, um, there's people, there's people, there's people for everything. I think that like we find friendships in different moments in our life. Like I talk about this all the time. I feel like I, it's hard for me to find friends. It's hard for me to connect with people. Like Eleanor is somebody that, I didn't expect to become good friends with her, but the reason why I connect with her is because she's on the same tip as I am. Like, first of all, she lives in L.A. Second of all, she's from the IE. 
and we're Latina. Like, those are already three common factors already. But the other thing is, like, she's determined, and she's, like, trying to grow and trying to, like, figure her shit out, just like I'm trying to do. And, like, she's a creative. She's trying to do things her own way, you know? We both work in education. Like, there's a lot of similarities there. So it's, like, no, duh. Like, no wonder we get along. No wonder we are on the same tip. Like, of course we're going to freaking be connected and be cool with one another because we identify with one another in so many ways. So it's, like, on the other side is, like, if... If I'm not, like, on the same tip as somebody else, like, that doesn't mean I can't connect with them. It just means that that level, I might not be able to connect with them to that highest level anymore, you know? Yeah, look at the pictures of the your friends that you have that you took the summer of 2019 that just passed. And then the friends that you had in pictures in, like, summer 2013. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't live that same summer forever with the same group of friends forever. Like, friends come and go, but... I'm not saying, like, you have to cut people out of your life because they're not on the same wave as you, but I feel like you're just on some other shit, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's fine. Like, you grow, or you might be the one that's not growing and someone else outgrows you. It's, like, it's all good as long as, like, there's just, like, you still have love for somebody. But just, like, keep that in mind. Like, you can't always live the same summer with the same people. Yeah. And I think that, to me, is, like, the biggest point is, like, you know what? Sometimes it sucks and it's hard and you don't want to let go of certain things. But I just feel like it's okay. It's okay for everybody to change and everybody to change in their own way. It's okay for people to get into different things. It's okay for people to find different groups of friends. If they're helping them to become a better version of themselves, honestly, 100%, like, do your thing, like, you know, regardless. Because at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you. And it doesn't mean, like, you're not going to still be cool and be friends. It's just going to mean you're going to have a different type of relationship and you're, you know, you're just going to, when you see each other and you have the opportunity, that's cool. You're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes those relationships don't have to be as deep as they used to be. To force that, like, that's hard, too. You can't force a friendship. You know what I mean? You can't force a connection, you know. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. So one of our listeners actually reached out to me and um, explained that she had a situation where she kind of, like, had a friend break up with her. And she, like is like that person isn't messing with them anymore and so they don't really i don't think they really understand or know what happened and why that transpired but um i mean in my in my experience i've had that situation or a kind of similar situation that happened to me and it actually ended well because years later like it's all good but um i had a friend actually we were like 21 and she got pregnant at that time and i think she was just going through her stuff and like i mean obviously getting pregnant hormones are involved and you're changing and stuff and i think she was just feeling her own feels like she was going through her own stuff and she kind of stopped like being cool with me and another friend and so she just like dropped off of the face of the earth and like we were not cool all of a sudden and like honestly like i I don't even remember, like, if I was really that pissed. I don't feel like I was that pissed. I think I was just, like, kind of hurt. But I also felt like, dude, you're gonna, you're going through something really major and you're having a child. So it's kind of like, whatever. And also, like, I don't, now that you're having a child, I don't identify with you in a, in a way because I'm not, I don't have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know what that's like. So I, I don't know. I just kind of, like, let it go and then years later we made up and like hmm. you know we, we were cool and even recently she was like she ha- talked about it with me and she's like felt she still feels bad and she apologized and I'm like honestly like I'm cool like I let it go and I think I mean I think one of the reasons why it was easy to let go was because we were so young too and I'm just hmm. and I felt like I don't know I didn't feel like it had anything to do with me the reason why she stopped being my friend I think it was just like she was going through her own thing um but I mean 
I mean, I think if that happened to me now, I think I'd have a lot more questions because we're older and because like our friendships, like we talked about, we're more selective about our friendships and who we're spending time with. But I think that whenever anybody does anything like that, what is important to remember is like, it's on them. It's on them. It's Mm. like their thing. It's like their insecurity or their crap that they're going through or whatever. And like, honestly, we don't know. And like, and it sucks because even like a regular breakup makes you question yourself a lot. So I'm sure friendships not, you know, a friendship ending makes you question a lot about yourself and mm. like, what did I do wrong or what, why, you know? But at the end of the day, like, I mean, I think if you're trying your best to be a good friend and a good person, then like, you shouldn't you put know? yourself down. Yeah. And I mean, even if you did make mistakes, you know, own your mistakes and, and be better and move on. And that's mm. it. Have you ever had an experience like that? I mean, it's a I, tough one. I just think right away when it happens, you're thinking the worst. You're like, oh, this, I'll never talk to them again. Like, I'll never get to speak to them and see what what really went down or, like, they could hear me out. But at the end of the day, it's like whatever they're going through with, like, if they're going through a relationship with a significant other and they didn't, they stopped talking to you because of that or the reason could be a million things. But I think at the end of the day, Later down the line, you guys will probably talk again. But as of right now, you're probably like, the world's over. Like, our friendship's over. I mean, another thing I want to say is, like, if somebody just ditches you and doesn't want to mess with you, like, that's on them. Like, you know, maybe God took them out of your life for a reason. And, you know, and maybe they were no longer serving you or whatever. It doesn't matter. And it's as hurtful as it is. I think you just have to trust that at that moment, that's just what was right. You mm-hmm. know, maybe at that moment, you needed to seek other friendships or f- open yourself up to new people, whatever it may be. But, you know, like, as hard as it is, trust that, like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. That's right. You're going to work it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, like, this theme about friendships and, and, you know, us evolving and being attracted to the same similar type of people that are going through the same things that we're going through. I mean, I think that's why it's so easy to talk to your coworkers because you guys all have something in common, right? Like you guys all mm. deal with the same thing every day. That's why when people get together, coworkers, like they're talking about the office and about this person, that person, because you have something in common. So when you get older and you create space, you don't have the same things in common. It's mm. like so much harder, you know? Mm. I feel like relationships, too, with friendships, I feel that it's so organic and it's so pleasing to have someone in your life that you don't feel the need, that you can't get anything out of them besides a friendship and a relationship. I feel Like some, good energy, good conversation, yeah, motivation. I feel, I feel sometimes, like, in L.A. or it could be anywhere, but you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to be friends with this person because he's a DJ. Mm. and. If I hit him up, he could get me in front of the list and like I could bring my friends and I could Instagram it and I could look cool. Mm. Like you're getting that out of that friendship. So that's whack. Mm-hmm. I think what you should get out of a friendship is like loyalty, respect, a good relationship, good conversation, good energy. Motivation. Motivation and help. Like, you know, like. If I call you, like, you'll be there for me. Like, it should just be a plus if that person can get you into the club Is for a free. DJ. Like, yeah, that's great. But, like, that's not why you're friends with that person. It's yeah, not for I the think, clout or whatever. I think I have a lot of close friends now that I'm older that people that don't work in the industry. Like, yeah. they have normal jobs. Like, they can't give me a box of clothes. Like, they can't get me in line in front of somewhere. They can't hook me up with tickets. They all they could give me is like a good relationship and a good conversation and that's cool like I'm down for that I don't need to have 
a bunch of friends that work for Nike. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to have a bunch of friends that do all these, like, crazy things and have a million followers on Instagram. Like, that's not important to me. Mm-hmm. I think what a relationship and a friendship should be is just those core values of what you want to do. Treat someone how you want to be treated and just reciprocate that energy. And I think at the end of the day, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like living in L.A. and living in this Instagram world people will be friends with you for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and they're just going to try to use you personal gain personal gain and that's not dope yeah i mean i think you see it a lot because you're in the in the clothing industry i think for me i don't really see it like that and i that hasn't been my experience but i've seen it through your lens i've seen it definitely happen and 100% living in LA that's what it's all about it's about the look of what that is and mm. that's that's whack man at the end of the day it's about good people, good conversation, and just, like, mm. man, if you can inspire me or, like, give me some just, like, good, like, positive words, like, I want to be around you some more. Because, like, that's motivating. Yeah. That's and, worth more than anything else. And don't get me wrong. I have a lot of friends that, like, that are in the industry, and they're really successful, and I'm really proud of all of them and all of their accomplishments. But like, that's not why you're their friends. That's not why. I'm, I'm not their friend because of that. But I'm blessed to have a lot of friends that are really talented and really smart and they kill it at everything they do if you follow me like you see my friends are sick and uh i'm really proud of all them but at the end of the day you know don't be friends with people watch out for people that are trying to snake their way into your life with a fake friendship like that yeah all right so that's pretty much wrapping up segment number two we told our stories we went in on uh, fears friendships and now we're gonna talk about relationships but we're actually gonna go into segment number three because relationship goes into a question that a listener had so let's jump in uh what so the listener question that we received was how how can you identify if your relationship with your partner is toxic that's a really good question so i mean for me i think that what i've seen is like toxic relationships really come down to power and someone trying to control you right so whether it's somebody controlling you through their words and expressing to you like that you know like negative like putting you down psychologically like you're no good this and this and that they're trying to control your mind right they can even be trying to control you physically like you know you can't wear certain things or you can't go out and see certain people whatever i think those are all red flags um you can't hang out with your friends you know just keeping you away from people is a big thing i think i don't know i think if somebody is preying on your weakness like like when you get into a relationship, you begin to share things about yourself and you become really vulnerable. So you might share something with somebody that is really, really, really like something that is personal that you don't would, you wouldn't normally share to somebody else. And if that person uses that against you, that's toxic. You know, you share something super like something that you haven't even healed, maybe, and they want to bring it up and they want to talk shit to you and they want to keep putting you down about that thing toxic relationships they will put you down about that thing and beat you up and make you feel bad and then you feel like dang like no one will ever want me and then they build you back up they build you they build you back up and then they make you think like yeah like that shit happened to you that's separate from me i didn't just beat you up about it but i really did and now i'm gonna make you feel good because you're with me and you're this and this and that that's manipulative and that's toxic because now what happens in that relationship is that person thinks like, 
mm-hmm. oh, I can never be with nobody else. Nobody else will ever love me and accept me. Mm-hmm. And you build me up to be this person. You did this. You did this to me and made me feel great about myself. And now I can't leave you. Mm-hmm. That's like the, to that's me. That's like trap. Dude, that's a toxic relationship. And that's what a lot of women go through. And a lot of women stay because of financial situations. Like if you're married to a man and, or even vice versa. Yeah. You know, it could you're be a dating woman. and he pays the rent. He pays he the rent. he just treats you like shit. Exactly. So like you continue to stay. I can't leave because where am I going to go? Exactly. I don't want. And I don't want to be homeless. The thing, the I don't. Thing, I don't want to be embarrassed by my family. That's like, I don't. the biggest thing with like being embarrassed from your family and your friends. Like I don't want to have my tail between my legs and move back to my parents' house. It's like fuck him or vice versa. Fuck her. Like take care of yourself. You're really going to care about what other people think instead of like what your well being. Like Facebook and Instagram and. What other people are going to say behind your back. That's more important than your well-being. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, take care of yourself. Like, don't let somebody else walk all over you. Like, know yourself. Know your worth. Drake said it the best. No, but I I feel like if somebody's preying on your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to keep you trapped, man, that's such a red flag. You know, at the end of the day, I think the most important thing in life is to feel confident and self-reliant on yourself so that when you're in a situation, you're adding to one another. That's an example of a good relationship. It's like you're both in there. You're both good. You both feel confident and good about yourself. You're both secure in yourselves and you come together and you're bringing something something to the table. You don't need each other, but you want to be together because you add to each other. You Together, you're a power couple. Do you think Jay-Z needs Beyonce? Do you need? Do you think that Beyonce needs Jay-Z? She don't need him, and he don't need her. But guess what? When they come together, they're beautiful. They make some magic. They they thrive together. They do that extra together. They make some beautiful babies together. They all look like Beyonce. But, you know, they look, you know, that's what a relationship is. That's what that good relationship is. Fuck all that other shit. <laughs> I feel like if your guys aren't growing together, you're just growing apart. Exactly. It's like... Like a three-legged foot race is like a relationship. It's like me and you are next to each other, whoever, you tie your legs together and you guys have to run. You know, it's like if I'm not doing the work to get to the final destination and you're doing the work, I'm holding you back. And then vice versa, you're holding me back. But if no one's perfect, like we aren't going to be seeing the same thing at all all time. time. But as long as you're growing together, moving together physically going emotionally you going spiritually yeah spiritually like you're gonna get to the end of that race you know and it that could be a step to be like okay like when we get here like we want to like this is when i feel comfortable to do this or like just to keep growing and just keep leveling up in your relationship is always good so just keep that in mind like if you feel like someone is weighing you down or Mm -hmm. they're not going in the same direction or not supporting you in what you want to do i think that's a big one too yeah and I feel like maybe, like, a man doesn't really want to see his girl outshine him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I like, damn, she has, like, this job coming, like, a job opportunity coming up. And she has, like, a, like an interview. And, like, you're not begging your girl up because, like, maybe you don't want her to c- get that job. Because mm. she's going to be making more money than you. Mm. And that makes you feel insecure about yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's, like, you know, big up your partner. Like At the end of the day, if she wins, you win. If you win, she wins. Yeah. Like, at the You're end of the day. You're on the same team. Exactly. Like, why are we acting like we're against each other? But that's what, what it's all about, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. So, I mean, now I wanted to talk a little bit about, since we're talking about toxic relationships, 
And um, I think it's important to kind of identify red flags. To me, these are red flags that me and you talked about that to me are just like super obvious that I've Mm. seen in the past. And I'm like, oh, this drives me crazy. So one of the biggest red flags to me is when a partner isolates you. So they don't want you to hang out with your friends um, or your family. They only want you to be with them. They create a world where it's just literally just you two. You're only spending time with one another or whoever they want you to spend time with. And you're creating like a bubble of an unrealistic world. And it's a fake reality. It's a fake reality. So because you create this world to avoid problems that keep coming up. And so you create this world and you think everything's perfect. But as soon as you step out of that that world and you hang out with somebody or whatever, or the outside world touches you, you, you're fighting. And you're fighting so you keep doing this and it goes round and round. That's a fake reality. If somebody's isolating you and not wanting you to kick it with your homies, mm-hmm. especially if you have good friends, if yeah, you have good friends that are giving shit. you some positivity, not even say some real shit. Because at the end of the day, at this age, I feel like, yo, if you're going through something in your relationship, like, I'm not going to say anything to you. Like, wh- whatever my opinion is about your relationship, I'm going to keep it to myself unless you ask me. Because at the end of the day, that's none of my business. Yeah, you I love pick you. Your battles. I love you, but that's your relationship and you're living in it. And I'm here to support you regardless of what you do, but I'm, I'm over here on this side. If your man or your lady doesn't want you kicking in with your homies and you have good homies that are good people that are doing good things, yeah. that's a red flag to me. Mm-hmm. I think another red flag is like, they don't care for your friends or your family. Like they don't make an effort to make to kick it with your friends or your family. They don't want to get to know them. They just don't really care. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big one for you. What do you think? Yeah, I think like if you know you're dating a guy or you're dating a girl and they don't really care to like put that effort in and that energy into like get to know your friends, you know, get to know your family. Um, that just sucks because at the end of the day, they get to just do whatever they want and go home and not worry about it. And then you're the one to deal with your friends and family being like, bro, like, why doesn't your girl like me? Or like, yo, like, why why doesn't your man, like, come around? Like, you have to be the one to answer all that. So I think that's just selfish, you know? Like, granted, like, if you're not the, the friendliest person, like, that's cool. But, like, at least, just like, show just put, show effort. Show like, effort. You know, meet your, meet your friends. Like, meet the friends. Meet the family. Like... And just go from there. Like, you don't need to just show up and, like, be, like, the best person to everybody. But I think that is a red flag when your significant other isn't willing to hang out with your friends and your family mm-hmm. on just, like, some casual stuff. Or, like, they just want you to hang out with their friends and their family. Like, that's a red flag. Like, that would suck. That's not cool. That's not reciprocated energy right there. Yeah. That that's would, not cool. That would be whack. Yeah. So I think that's a big red flag. Um, I think another red flag is somebody trying to change you or somebody not accepting who you are. You know, if you're somebody who like is really outgoing and then you end up with somebody who's like, I don't like that shit. Like, I don't like that you're outgoing because I don't like people looking at you. Yo, that's it. That right there is just insecurity. Like that right there is like the reflection of themselves. Like, you don't Mm. like who I am. Why are you dating me? Like, if you knew how I was before we got together, like this was always me. Now I got to like stop being me because Mm. of you. Yeah, that shit's whack. I've been in a situation where somebody wasn't letting me be myself and I hated it. I was like, man, I sh-. that was always my biggest thing is like I want to be in a relationship where like I could be 100 percent myself, feel comfortable and just like pa- that person is my best friend. And like, that's it. That's not important. a way to live. Try and change yourself sucks like because you can't. I mean, there's certain things you can change mm. the, the regular things about you, like how you are, like, you, you know, your personality mm. like that's you, man. I think other 
another red flag with the relationship is just being used, mm. you know? Like, if you, like, you start dating a girl and she's just like, yo, like, I want this bag and, like, I want I want to get brunch every Sunday at this location and, like, I want to do this. Like, I want to get my nails done. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like, you could treat your shorty like whatever you want, you know, like, teach his own. But I feel like some girls are probably out there, you know, wifing up dudes just for, like, financial gain. Mm-hmm. Um and that's just a red flag. Like, you know, like, if you see yourself not paying your bills because you got a girlfriend now, like, that's a red flag. Yeah, I mean, financially, like, if somebody's using you, like, you know, you're paying their bills, you're paying different things for them, like, that's not cool, man. Because nine times out of ten, ten nine times out of ten, if you stop paying for that, for those bills, they'll dip. They'll dip because they don't give a fuck. Like, you're, you're just another person to them. Facts. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think insecurity, like, I mean, I talked about this a little bit before, like, them not letting you be yourself, but insecurity is a big thing, unhealthy amount of jealousy, like, it's okay to be a little jealous, that's, I feel like that's normal, but, like, when someone wants to see your phone all the time, when they don't want you to go out, they don't, like, you have, you have, you have a work trip, and they're like, well, I'm going with you, like, like, I'm out, this is a work trip, like, literally, I'm gonna be over here doing this, and, like, you know, I mean, you came to my work trip, because I literally worked three hours, so... That makes sense. But, like, if it was, you know, like, if you went to Texas this year and I was like, yo, like, I, I need to go. Like, I don't need to go to Texas. Like, relax. Mm. Like, it's cool. Yeah. So, I think those are all red flags. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, You know, red flags in a relationship, toxic relationships. Thanks for sending in your questions, man. All mm-hmm. of these have been great. Yeah, I, thank you. All great topics. I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. All right, let's jump into uh, segment number four. Yo, talk that talk. All right, so we're going to talk about current events. First of all, football. So the Eagles beat the Packers. I'm very hyped. So the Eagles were 2 and 2, which those last two games, no, no, they were they were 2 and 1. My bad. They're 2 and, they're 2 and 2 now, but they were 2 and 1. They lost against the Detroit Lions and I forgot who else. But anyway, they shouldn't have lost either of those games. They should have won, but we got a bunch Let's of people are hurt. No, we beat the, we beat them. I don't even know. You don't don't get me confused. Anyway, we beat the Packers. The, the Packers were 3 and 0. We beat them with a short week. We beat them with all of our bunch of players being injured and I just feel like we got our swag back. Like we coming for you like y'all better watch out. The Giants got a new quarterback. Are you happy? You guys mm-hmm. finally won? Mm-hmm. You know the Giants suck. The um, first game in 10 years we won. No. Nah. <laughs> Cowboys are actually doing good, but we don't like them. Cowgirls, bye. Sorry, um, <laughs> The Rams are three and zero, which is pretty cool because we live in LA. And honestly, I'm a I'm low key a Rams fan. It is what it is. I I will die for my Eagles. Like that's my number one. But I love the Rams. We live in LA. Mm-hmm. I literally work right next to the Coliseum. Like it's just it's kind of like home. Also, my dad was a Rams fan when I was a kid. Like before they left um, to St. Louis. That was my dad's team, man. That was, like, my team. They sucked back then. I didn't, like, like you know, claim it and be like, yo, you know. But everybody knew, like, yo, you say like the Rams. That's cool. What do you think about football season? It's uh, it's just fun. Yeah. I'm not in fantasy. I, like, a lot of my coworkers do fantasy football. Um, but I like just watching football. And so Antonio Brown supposedly quit football. But then I saw that he didn't. I don't know. He has so much drama around him. I think I his, like... His manager was like, he didn't quit. Other teams are knocking on the door, and we're going to find a good team and come back. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's crazy what's going on. Like, just how foolish he's been, 
you could probably tell that he's been sus. Yeah. But at the same time, like, who knows? I just feel like you reap what you sow. And that's basically it's karma. What goes around comes around. What you give, you get what you get. And what is he giving that he continues to get this negativity? Like, yo, you living wrong. Like, you know you living wrong if bad shit keep happening happening to you. I know. It's hard to just, his name keeps coming up. It's like, I'm over it. Like, I'm the whole so helmet thing. It. Like, everything. I'm just like, dude, like, you're doing something. I don't know what you're doing. I don't I didn't read up on it. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but you ain't doing something right because something bad keeps happening over and over. I don't know. Yeah, everything is A, B, and 6, 9 in the news. <laughs> Let's talk about, before we get to 6, 9, J-Lo and Shakira are going to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Are you excited about this? Yeah, that's dope. Big for the Latina community. Have have either of them performed there? I don't even know. I don't really care, to be honest. Like, I guess it's cool, like, Latina duo. Like, I, okay, now that as I'm saying it out loud, I guess it's a win for the Latino community because they definitely represent us and like that's tight but i just kind of don't care i don't really care for shakira and i feel like jlo's performed so many times that i'm just like i don't know i'm kind of like not that excited i wish it was bad bunny and j balvin (laughs) (laughs) that'd be tight the guy versions yeah they should have them as their guests they did a whole album they could just do one song um so six nine snitched on everybody it's making great memes (laughs) i know there's like an office meme I don't know. Do you see that one? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That he said that they're having an affair. Yeah, that Dwight and Angela are having an affair. <laughs> yeah, it's making for great memes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I was never a 6 9 fan, mm-hmm. so I really don't... Yeah, I never liked him. I kind of actually dislike him. Don't really care, but it's just crazy what people could do for clout. Mm. Like, you're going to tat your entire face. You're going to pay bloods, like, straight gang members. Pay them to be in your video. Talk a bunch of shit about a bunch of rappers. Like, and just get yourself in involved in all this, like, for one year. 12 months of fame. Not worth it. He was famous for 12 months. Not worth it. Charlamagne tried to warn him. <laughs> yeah, those, he's he's a funny dude. Like, those interviews are so funny. And I don't know. He's a, obviously a genius. If you make a million dollars, you're a genius. A stupid genius. I don't know. But he's dumb. But yeah, 6 9 keep the memes coming. That's fun. Yeah, whatever. Um, Kanye's album did not drop. I don't know. By the time this releases, it might have dropped because supposedly it's supposed to drop, like, tomorrow. On a Sunday, yeah. But last year, Kim Kardashian put out that he was going to drop Yandi. Mm-hmm. And that still isn't out. And I then this year, they're like, oh, Jesus is King is coming out. But it didn't come out. I just have a hard time with Kanye this with everything. So I can't even really listen to his music anymore, even the old music. Mm. I just like morally, I have like a, a dilemma. And I think the other thing we were talking about is like how I feel like he's where we feel like he's capitalizing on like the church and like like religion. religion. Yeah, it's I like you're like selling that. like Jesus merch, but like you're just pocketing it and it's not going to like a church or it's not going to like benefit like people like in need. I think like the Kanye now being like a Kardashian, like that whole rollout. <laughs> Kanye Kardashian? Yeah, that whole rollout's whack. Yeah. It's like Dark Twisted Fantasy dropped when it was supposed to drop. Mm-hmm. Like, Graduation dropped like when it was supposed just, to drop. I but now like, I feel like he's just like on 
Kim Kardashian? Is she like, like his like? I feel like that's a reflection of how he is in his life. Like his life is disorganized, and that's why he can't get it together mm. and organize a real drop. Like I mean, Life of Pablo is the last one that was like, okay, it's coming out, and it came out. Like, but when your life is disorganized and not, you're not in a good place mentally. You can't even release something on time because because you're you're not in the right mind. Yeah. You're trying to rush it, something. It's dope that. Travis Scott is dating a Kardashian and but he doesn't use his wife as like his manager to like release albums to release his Netflix like, documentary. She doesn't post his stuff and then that's yeah, how we all know like, like it's like, coming. Travis is like well established, like knows what he's doing, he's super focused, like such a great artist, killing it. Like and, and and he dates a Kardashian, but he doesn't have like that tie. Like he doesn't have that connection. Like he hasn't Kanye. made like that his whole world yeah. to where like that's taken over. Who like he I is. have to follow Kim Kardashian to know when an artist drops, just because they're having a relationship. Like that's not dope. Like that's whack. Yeah. So we'll see if it comes out. I don't know. I'm probably not going to listen to it because I just don't support that. And I think he needs help with his mental health. Whatever. I'm over Kanye West. Um, this is us is back. That's my show. Anthony doesn't care about this, but I love the show. It makes me cry all the time. It makes me so emotional. I was watching this first episode of the new season and I was so confused. Like, who the hell are these new characters? And I was just like, I don't understand. But the first ever episode of This Is Us was similar where like it was like three different stories and you kind of didn't see them align until the end. And like they aligned at the end. I'm like, y'all did it again. I'm like this season's gonna be good every year i'm just like when it's over i'm like why what's gonna happen it's just so funny how like this is us and like um 13 reasons why they're like the only not the same no but they're the only shows that have dead people like having like a full-on like they're like a character they're not the same at all but okay no but you know what i'm saying like the dude is dead but he has like a full no it's flashbacks I know, but he's, like, dead in current time. That's, like, 13 reasons why. She's dead, and she has, like, (laughs) she's, like, the main person. It's not the same, but okay, whatever. So, another thing that's happening is that Democrats are trying to impeach our president, finally. I'm not very political. I don't, like, know enough to, like, get down to the nitty-gritty of it all, but um, it's about damn time. I don't think anybody is happy with this. Pre- I mean, let me rephrase that. There are some people that are happy. I mean, people that are wearing the Make America America Great Again hats are happy. Sorry to cut you off, but we just got back from D.C. And that was gnarly to see, like, stands throughout D.C. of people selling, like, Trump merch. Like, Trump t-shirts, like, red hat, MAGA hats. Like, just seeing that, and it's just so gnarly. Because I feel like if you would see that in L.A., like people would kick it over or like Mm -hmm. vandalize it like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a peaceful thing but just like being out there and seeing that i'm like whoa this is so crazy like i've never seen anything like that to me i thought i was my thought there was like okay like i'm walking by this and there's people that like buy this stuff and they're walking right next to me and like they hate me but they're just like yeah. They're here in Washington and they're just like whatever, but they they don't like me. Like it's we're existing just mm. kind of like America, we're coexisting. This is divided. But we don't like each other or like we don't fuck with each other. I brought I that know. up to my friend and he was like, "You should have copped a hat." So to like store it cuz it might be worth something. 
No, that's I like, do not that's want like that having, here. That's like, no, okay, you could like have it in storage, but no. that's like having like a free Burn OJ it. t-shirt now. No. I'm like good. if you bought a free OJ I'm shirt straight. when the trials going on in the 90s, like that shirt is worth a lot of money right now. Anyway, I don't know. I'm straight. <laughs> Should have copped a hat. Anyway, we'll see if they get, if if Donald Trump finally gets impeached. I don't know. He, that guy is just like a, he's literally a character. Like he's this is all for like the biggest marketing scheme, and I don't I don't know. I just it's stressful to think about a, a big ass baby in the in the White House basically calling the shots. Like I'm mad, and I'm gonna make, prove a point. Like I just can't. And I'm not gonna get into the detail about this because I don't know enough like actual fact about everything so i'm not gonna even get into it but mm-hmm. so that's pretty much all of our topics today um in our episode yeah to on a lighter note just want to thank everyone for tuning in and sending you send your questions and thank you for having <laughs> me back yeah thanks for coming thanks for doing this I, I appreciate it um thanks for always being down but yeah i hope you all enjoyed the episode again yeah thank you for those questions and always send in questions i mean i'm definitely going to be asking um for questions in the future we'll definitely have guests um i don't know if the next episode will have guests because like i said i'm going to be traveling a lot so we'll kind of go with the flow of things but definitely in the future i'm going to have growth and sasha is about stories it's about showing our stories and hearing people's stories and feeling inspired and so i'm excited for the list that you have for the guests that are going to be coming on soon thank you don't tell anybody though keep it under wraps yeah you guys will really enjoy these ones coming up yeah i appreciate that so all right thank you guys so much for listening growth nostalgia is available on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud and google play make sure you subscribe you rate and you leave a review link can be found on instagram and you can follow us on instagram at growth period nostalgia and that's g-r-o-w-t-h period n-o-s-t-a-l-g-i-a growth nostalgia is recorded in los angeles california logo created by adam gonzalez intro and outro music by damar davis thank you so much for listening hit me up on ig have a good one here bye